Wrestling the Power Drive Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mall. I'm here with the big man. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, Brooklyn Mauler. It's been it's been some tough weather, pretty hot, but I'll take it. Definitely. What's going on in the news? Um, Raja.com, they reported on who has the most losses in the WWE this year. And so far, can you guess? Female or male? Combined. Superstar with the most losses. Superstar with the most losses this year. 2022. 2022. Halfway through. Um, Maybe that'll help you. 50. 50 what? Losses? Losses. 50 losses. 2022. Raw SmackDown. It's combined. It's just... They don't make a distinction. It's just they counted who has the most losses. Natalia. No. No? No. Our truth. No. No? No. Or close? No. <laughs> Nowhere near close? I guess if you're an R Truth fan, you're close because you probably think he's in this stratosphere of who it is. Dolph Ziggler. Nope. Ooh, who is it then? Seth Rollins. You serious? Yeah, 50 losses, 2022. Oh, shit. I thought those three losses with Cody was like, no, damn. Oh, damn, man. 50 losses for Seth 50 Rollins? Losses. But, but, you know, the first comment that shows up in the story, I think it's true. Quote, they could make him, a ch- they could make him champion tomorrow and it wouldn't matter a single bit. Wins and losses don't matter to Seth Rollins. But Big Man, I, he never even crossed my mind. Right, right. That's why I thought now, it would be a great question. Yeah, I would have never, ever, if you gave me 100 chances, I would have never used him. I <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I would have never, he lost 50 times? Goodness gracious. In six months. Did, you sure they didn't, they, they didn't multiply this by 100, but with Cody? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, 50 matches he's lost. 50 matches? Wow. Most of any superstar. And, and they're all superstars, right? That's what they call them all. So that, that, I thought someone that I was feeling was getting buried and like, like Tazawa. I thought Dolph something. Ziggler was a great choice. Yeah, because he always was. 2020, 2021. But. Wow. So Seth Rollins, um, nothing. Biggie, um, Big E. I'm sorry, I said Biggie. Big E has said he's at peace if his career is over. And I think when he first suffered the injury and and he showed the X-ray and what the diagnosis was, I told you I had asked my dad, who's a doctor, and he says I don't see him ever wrestling again. And then he had a tweet not long ago where he said his. Bones aren't calcifying yet. They're not strong enough. He's behind schedule. So I think it's more likely than not he's not going to wrestle again. Yeah, they're kind of looking that way. And is it worth it? You know, 
probably not now. Probably in a few years, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe because remember, um, it like he do like um, like what Shawn Michaels did, or that was his back, or Stone Cold, Danielson. You know, take a few year edge. You know, this guy take a few years off, and then come back, and then uh-huh. work safe. That's and- a great idea, because he's different than those other people. Because in a way. Kind of like Goldberg almost, like Big E, if he came back even 10 years from now, mm-hmm. he kind of that Bruno Sammartino when he came back from behind the desk mm-hmm. and had those matches with Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, it's just kind of, or a superstar Billy Graham. Like, he's that epically strong person, you know, who can. You know, it's crazy. Out of all the dangerous stuff he did, like the spear through the top rope. I mean, through outside the ring, he did that almost every match, with because he was and spearing people through the barricade. You know that simple belly to belly suplex injured him. It is, and you know what's interesting. Like, I mean, I first read about it before I saw it. I didn't watch that match live. Watched what live? You saw it live. I kept looking. I know he landed terribly. But I kept looking for the egregious mistake by Ridge Holland. And I didn't really see it. I mean, no, he. everybody acknowledges that it wasn't executed correctly. But some people who are wrestlers are saying it's hard when you're on the floor and you're on a mat to really get a feel. But look, there. I just want to ask you this because this is kind of along the same route. The German suplex has been around for a very long time. But do you remember watching it used so much when we were watching wrestling as kids? No, because you remember in the eighties, um, that that was used as a finishing move. A lot of moves was like finished, like regular moves, like the backbreaker. That was a finishing mm-hmm. move. The 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 suplex, the, the side neck suplex. yeah, neck breaker. Those was all used as um, you know, even the clothesline to a certain extent, the sleeper hole. This yeah. was used as as finishing as finishing devastating finishing maneuvers, right? Right. Um, so no, there, it hasn't been used. It's like later on in the night, and it's the independent wrestling that did this. A thousand moves at a per minute, um, kicking out of finishing holds, and that's what killed you know finishing mm-hmm. holds. To be honest with you, you know, You're, that's a great point. I didn't think of it that way. That when we did see it, it was a finishing move. Like Alex Wright used it in the nineties as a finisher, but it's been around. It was in, it's one of the moves in my favorite wrestling video game, the pro wrestling for Sega master system from 1986. Mm -hmm. And I I saw an interview with Greg Valentine, Greg, the hammer Valentine. And he was talking about when he was wrestling, you know, a younger wrestler a couple years ago, doing the German suplex on him. And he said, I don't like the move because I can't really protect myself the same way. And I said, not again. So I'm, I'm beginning to wonder, we see it so many times. Maybe that's not a safe move to do over and over. Well, How many that times was a belly-to-belly belly suplex, not a German. No, I know, but I'm, I'm going to get back to that. Okay. But that's just an example of like when we see them land, half the time I feel like they're lucky they didn't get hurt more the way that they get compacted on the back of their neck. And I think with like, 
with with Biggie and Ridge, I mean, that was just an overhead throw, really. Um, and and he landed that way. But I guess it's a surprise that doesn't happen more, especially on the floor, right? Right. I mean, you're right. I mean, a regular suplex, right? A back suplex is dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So, um, a, a German, I don't know how can you protect this. I mean, you have to be the one. Uh, it, uh, I think the release one is probably the the best one because that's the person that's taking it. He has to bend. Have, he's bending his leg and he's doing more jumping into it. Then he can let his arms go and and, and do a flat back bump, so to speak. But mm. maybe that's the easiest one. But all the rest of them are like that. The the one that Seth Rollins and the, the Seth Rollins do the inverted um um suplex um superplex off the top rope that's a oh, dangerous yeah. move too but um man it's dangerous but I think the people I think the person that's taking it can see see when it's coming and can protect themselves better because they can yeah see, the traditional right? kind of like you know with their arms out you know landing but I think. You know, the whole Biggie thing just had me wondering and then seeing the Greg Valentine interview, like even moves we kind of take for granted. I was wondering, like, you know, we really didn't see it around that much when we were growing up. Maybe some of these moves we take for granted are just not safe moves. Absolutely right. That was the first time I saw Taz plexes and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way they land, it's just it's, it's hard. And Big E, like you were saying with the overhead throw, belly-to-belly release suplex, he's, you know, he's not the tallest guy. And, 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 you know, it's just, it was just hard to watch the way he landed. But I just, I feel bad for him because people say, oh, it was a basic move. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe we have to rethink what's basic. Well, all, all moves in wrestling are dangerous, potentially dangerous, right? than others but i think you're right the move that injured him it's just one of those things he has more control over his safety than if he was being german suplexed right you know so right no you're absolutely right german suplex should we i'm not going to drag you down in my crusade you'll start losing viewers but maybe it shouldn't be such a common move Uh, well i mean uh, i mean it should be used as a finishing move right um but I, the way wrestling is now, um, it's, it's it's a generic move. It's a regular part of the move set. That and just, the finishing moves, like I said earlier, the finishing moves, those don't look worse than the other moves, right? Like of so many finishing moves today, like, and this goes back, like John Cena's the FU or the attitude adjustment. That's mm-hmm. a, what's that amateur move called? That's By a, Andy? it's Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a safe move, though. <laughs> right. You're right. Um, Speaking of injuries, Cody Rhodes has said his doctors have given him no timeline for his return. He thinks that's because it's the same doctors he's used before, so they don't want him to try to get ahead of schedule. He also said he almost um, had a serious blood hemorrhage during surgery because there was so much blood in his pectoral. Mm. Damn. In WWE right now, misses Cody at his star power. <laughs> they do. Oh, they, they miss do. his star power. You can say what you say, people can say what they want, but he, they miss his star power, and um, he's he's really missed right now. He would have had that money in the bank um, briefcase, 
and he'd have been on Raw and SmackDown. His interaction with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar would have been legendary. Mm-hmm. Or if, um, but um, you know, unfortunately, you know, this is where we at, man. Yeah, totally. And and uh, I'll ask you. Somebody showed a picture, and you're great with names. They they showed a picture of Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen with their hands up together. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was from. And it said, name this trio. And I'm always I'm putting you on the spot because you do your best work on the spot. What would you call Darby Allen, Sting, and um, Sammy Guevara if they were a trio? I, I mean, they're all crazy. I would have called them the crazy stingers. <laughs> I like it. I saw that on, on Twitter. Do you know what I put in? What? Skate and die. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> I like uh, that, man. I like that right there. Um, we got anything else? So Bailey's knee. Um, that's all I heard is just there's some stuff about her knee that it's healing, and she's coming back. I don't know what she's coming back to. <laughs> I mean, I think it was all laid out, right? We thought she would come back and team with Sasha, right? Uh-huh. Or feud with Sasha. What are you hearing, and what are you thinking? I haven't heard anything. I'm saying the same thing that she's um, that she will be back soon. When is soon? Royal yeah. Rumble, um, because she could she potentially make an appearance at SummerSlam, possibly. <clears throat> could she be the next um, challenger for Liv Morgan, possibly? Because she did the Bianca Belair feud already, so yeah. maybe she can feud with Liv Morgan. Um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, also, speaking of Liv, um, I get to this when when we do SmackDown review, but yeah. Uh, speaking of Sasha, Sasha and um, Naomi, it looks like that you know that uh, they they're not coming back to WWE anytime soon. <laughs> no. no, it's um, it looks pretty final. It looks like Sasha's okay. You thought she would be, yeah, but she would be any problem. I think you thought maybe this is what she wanted. Yeah, right. So she'll be back eventually. She's gonna go become a bigger star. They're going to want her back. She's going to come back, make more money, just do what Cody did. And um, her return will be great. She has a big fan base. Yes, she does. And if she was to go to any promotion, especially if she showed up in WOW, you know how big that would be? Oh, my goodness. And you know how much we love WOW. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a great promotion. I think the the best booking for a one-hour show that I ever see as wow, pretty much. Um, I remember when I was telling you before the pandemic, when they were rolling, that I could name like 25 rest, like 20 wrestlers on wow and tell you everything they were doing storyline wise. Cause that's how great it was. So, you know, they have uh, Mrs. Punk now involved and um, they lost Tessa Blanchard. They let her go because it's that stuff that happened, and that's a that's a huge loss. Yeah, it is. We'll see what they come up with. But Tessa, she was supposed to wrestle on Saturday in Texas or make an appearance in Texas at some promotion. I, I'm looking up while we're talking if that actually happens. But um, that's a great idea. Wow. I mean, it's Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, Snoop Dogg, Los Angeles Lakers, Genie Bus, right? Yep. Oof. Make it happen. Make it happen. 
Great idea. One, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Great idea. Brooklyn have, so I want I wanted to so so Mattel is coming out <clears throat> for San Diego Comic Con this year. They have an exclusive um, toy so we both you know um, collect toys especially for mm-hmm. from wrestling. I want you to search up real quick. Uh, sure. No holes barred. San Diego nope. Comic Con. No what bar? No holds barred. Bar? Okay. You know what? I be I wrote no holds and automatically it said no holds barred Mattel. Yep. Um, Once you look at that. <clears throat> they have been holding out on us with these designs. Rip and Zeus. You see that? These look like not only the idea of finally no holds barred figures, but these look incredible. Yes. My goodness. So yeah, that comes out this Friday um, on Mattel Creations, and you see the video. You have the video cassette tape that that that, that holds them, and um, see the artwork yeah. box with it's like the the movie poster, but in action figure forms. Um, First Zeus, first Zeus figure in Mattel in the Mattel line. Um, the first Zeus figure since um, Jack's Classic Superstars. Um, so yeah, yeah, that looks great. Unfortunately, it's going to be an exclusive, so it's going to be really hard to get. And if you don't get, it's going to be cost a lot of money to get on the secondary market. I think one of us will get it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, I gotta tell you though, they must come with multiple heads because the, they seem to have so many different facial expressions. Yeah. You got different heads. I think I think Rip come with two different heads, and Zeus come with one different one head. Um, different. Um, Zeus comes with his um, his um, his 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 infant vest, so to speak. Yeah. It's very futuristic, like out of the Jetsons or one of, like like a Super Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Suburban Commando, even maybe they just yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Um, so I brought that up to bring it up to this because what was your f- best wrestling movie? Oh, um, for me, the best pro wrestling movie. Uh, you can give me two. Okay, number number one for me is Body Slam. Oh, that's my. I just watched that recently the other day. That is a brilliant wrestling film. And number two for me is Body Slam, which was a, a movie from the Bowery Boys, black and white. They were kind of like the Marx Brothers, but they were a bit more slapstick. And they did a, a movie. One of their movies was, and they were hilarious to me, but they were one of them ended up a different body part each day became super powerful. So they made him a pro wrestler to make money. So one match, it was his punch. Then it was his leg. And at the end of the movie, it turns out to be his, you know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, but no, number one by a mile, um, Dirk Benedict, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Um, who is the, Sam Fatu, Sam Fatu, aka the, the Tonga Kid. Tonga Kid, um, <clears throat> Ric Flair was in it. Um, Bruno, Sheik uh, Agnon, Casey, General Agnon. Well, Captain Lou, was the Iron Sheik there, or was that Sheik Agnon? No, that was Sheik Agnon. Sheik Agnon, LKC. 
um, who wrote a great the Barbar- recipe. The Barbarian. Yes. The cannibals. And Kick. <laughs> the uh, kick. That's right. What What were some of your favorite uh, lines from that movie? Um, my favorite line from that movie. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Um. Uh. When he said, when he told the the Korean guy, he said, "I'm gonna get you back before you get say egg foo young." The egg foo young is Chinese. I'm Korean, and then he sent the wild Samoans after him to break his car. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's good. I love the line when uh... he was her the, 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 he was harassing them because his lawyer Shelley beat them and on the lawsuit case, so they didn't owe him nothing. But he kept coming after him everywhere he go. Came to his house, he should have called the police. You know, Happy <laughs> Smart should have called the police on him. And he sent the wild on Alpha and Sika in suits, and they looked so intimidating. Yeah, right? they were breaking cars. They was broke. They broke all his cars. They broke up, up. They broke up. Um, um, Tony Roberts, um, Rolls Royce, her mom's Rolls Royce. They broke up his. He was and he was and, and every time he was with a woman, they came to mess with him. Harry Smilak. <laughs> it was crazy. Man, that was. You're so right. You have so many great points. Um, and then when ring talk. <laughs> and then <What> ring talk. <laughs> with, oh with, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, Vic Carson. With, <laughs> Is Vic Carson and 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 they had the um and they had Captain Lou Morello and they had the uh, the other little guy. He was up there. The, he was <laughs> the dwarf, right? Yeah, yeah. They had him there, and um, you know that was funny. And and, they, and Captain Lou threw him out the ring <laughs> over the ropes. <laughs> Remember when the little guy brought in um uh Chick Hearn? and Chick Hearn steps into the booth and knows everything. He's like, this feud started a few months back when. <laughs> Yeah, he came in as a professional. He he, he stepped it up. No, when Chuck Carroll came on, business picked up. Oh yeah, and up. I think my favorite line was when Smilek, Harry Smilek, was being interviewed by the journalists, and he the band used to be named Kicks, and he changed it to Kick, and they say why just Kick, and he says, you know, the great bands, none of them have an S at the end. And the journalist goes, the Beatles, the Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant movie. What's the worst wrestling movie you ever saw? There aren't that many. Uh, I can't think of the worst one I haven't seen. I can't say one is the worst one. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. I don't know why Nacho Libre coming up in my head, but I don't yeah. think I haven't said to that because I haven't watched it. But I know. I know that's my favorite ones is. No Holds Bar is my one of my favorites. Body yes. Slam, of course, is my favorite. Huh? I thought No Holds Bar might be on my worst. No, No Holds Bar is one of my favorite. I can watch that movie over and over again, just like Body Slam. And it has so much. What's that smell? Do, do, dookie. Uh, dookie. <laughs> and, well, you, you know. Really- Put it in the same category as Body Slam? Yeah, because of what it did for us as a kid. Yeah. As a kid, me nine years old watching that movie, I, I love that movie, you know. And, and the song too, because he, you know, Randy, Randy tried to go in and, and, and fight Zeus for him for his brother Rip, but no, but now Rip came back after he hurt Randy. But it's my turn now, I won't let you down. I'm gonna make things right when it's no holds bar. That's the name of the song. <laughs> the worst that was the worst ending when the bad guy is backing up from Rip, from Rip. 
Uh-huh. And he sticks his finger in the socket. Oh, you talking about was... um, Braille? Yeah, like he's walking backwards and he has his fingers. <laughs> like, it, like it was so yeah, unnatural. Was... And then I saw that an was... interview with Hulk Hogan and he says, Vince and I were in a hotel room writing the movie and I was in the can and I ran out and my pants were still down around my ankles. I said, Vince, I figured out the ending. <laughs> it's like, yep. Now, that, right. that, that right there is stupid. Because Braille Thank went you. crazy in there. He went crazy inside. The, but then again, you can say he's he's a maniac, right? Braille. And, and he was trying to get so much um, ratings. That's why he came. He was he was going against um, WWF at the time. And he said, well, I got to bring something like to, to combat Rip. Yeah, he, UFC. Right, yeah. exactly. So now he's on the battle of the tough guys, right? Which is like an underground you know, fighting thing, and they had Zeus beating up everybody, you know. Um, so, um, the 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 TV, you know, he 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 was killed by what he was um um was seeking TV ratings. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. I don't think that's what Hulk Hogan was thinking when he was on the camera. I don't know why, big man. I don't know why well, he did that. And you know what? You should write you a dissertation on that. That's brilliant. And you know what else? I don't think and they didn't know why they didn't do this. Why they didn't give us a traditional ring? This was the origins of TNA. Oh, this, I love the ring. I thought that was cool. Ring. Yeah, but that was that was different, you know. It was very different at the time until TNA did the six sided steel, you know. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool, and they use that in Mexico. But I I, I don't add any ring on. It. But you mentioned about the cover of this. You know, they come in like it looks like the VHS. Do you yeah. think it's a bad idea to, to put a Hulk Hogan figure in a VHS tape after everything that's happened? No, because actually Hulk Hogan sells figures, sells a lot, sells out. No, the whole controversy. Yeah, they, but they do. No, he sells out a lot. He, he sells. Yeah. Him, awesome. the warrior. Him, the ultimate warrior. Um, seen it to a certain extent. But he sells. Nature Boy. Um, those guys yeah. sell. For all the parents out there, if you pick this up for your kid, make sure it's for no holds barred, not from Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> not from the oh, snap. You're crazy, big man. You're That's crazy. It. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks for so, playing. Yeah, man. That comes out this Friday. Uh, it's on the inside. What did that stand for? Huh? On the inside, it says WTN. Like, that's like an. I think that was the was network. The network, okay. Oh, I think that was nothing with the, bar- the battle of the tough gods. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but you know the That's best the about it on the Zeus figure, it looks like the Z on the side of his head is like shaved in. I thought it was a tattoo. Was it hair or was it a? I'm not sure. To be honest with you, then I watched. Um, you know, it's crazy. I watched an interview with with um with Tiny Lister. And he said when he went to audition for the, the 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 part, he walked in with the Z on his head, the the with the boots on. So he said he walked in as Zeus when, he, when awesome. he went to audition as it. <laughs> wow. And then he said, then he said, um, you know, Vince wanted him to you know to wrestle, right? When and he said what Vince did, they they found his account and they put seventy five thousand dollars in his account for him to show up. Um, at wrestling on the WWF TV to do to, to you know promote the movie, and he said he wasn't doing no wrestling, but they said all right, pass us the money back. 
So listen, that's what I said. He said, you know what? I, I let's talk. He said Vince McMahon, one of the greatest um negotiators that he know. <laughs> so that's why he showed up on w, on Saturday night's main event that day with the big boss man. And when he when Hogan was going to take on the big boss man on Saturday night main event in a steel cage, and then Zeus was at the stairs, and then Zeus beat him, put the beats on him. He just hit him with some you know some club and bolt blows and left him laying. <laughs> it worked though. That those shots with his um with his wristbands. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. So he had the Z already. Did he call himself Zeus, or was that just? Yeah, I think he went in there as Zeus. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So yeah, man. That was what Tiny listed him. Iconic. And he had a good run. You know, I think he had three matches. Three matches. Survivor Series. Um, Survivor Series '89. Um, SummerSlam '89 was the, and I think the the. No host bar to match the movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, his whole career. I mean, if if you talk about people having a a batting, is he's batting like seven fifty right before he uh-huh. died? Like when you think of No Holds Barred and the Friday movies, yeah, he didn't do a whole lot, but everything he did was like gold. He's you know? he, he's known for that forever. Zeus and and Debo. You know, he's known for that forever, you know, and, and he, and the crazy thing, he should have been in the WWE. I don't, as short, it was only a short three matches, maybe, um, from maybe from maybe July, July to maybe November, I think. I think that's probably the last time he was there, July to November. It was a short couple, maybe a six month run, but I think he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. What do you think? Oh, my goodness absolutely i mean he's you know i mean following andre the feuds for hogan were like as far as the big SummerSlam stuff it wasn't um that's that's one of the biggest i mean you have of course um savage and and stuff but zeus was like right up there right yeah so yeah. it was he, and he he tagged him with some of the biggest stars of of, of the the of the era he's he, with the man out of man ted dibiase in the eight, late 80s and yeah. my and my so king randy savage can't get yeah. bigger than that. and did you ever think he didn't belong in the ring like did you ever think no. no like he was he was perfect like he was like as a kid you thought i thought he was going to be the world champion you know? he was like omas how Omos is now. The difference is now we see people do so many crazy moves and stuff like that. If Omos showed up in in, in WWF ni- in ni- circa 1988, 87, 89, we were like, Omos is doing what he does. We like, wow, what is this monster? He's after Hogan. But now we done got trained to see that big guys, they can't work and and because of uh, yeah. the Observer and, and, and all the internet. But Omos is, if he was in the late... If, in late in the late eighties, we're like Omas is one of the greatest hills of all time, doing what he does. I'd say the difference is I think with Zeus with Tiny, is that he's a better actor and performer, and with Omas, I don't know if they really told him what his character was except for being intimidating. So like he, I always like sometimes he's like serious, but then sometimes he's he's doing a lot of trash talking. Sometimes he's this and that. It's just he doesn't really have an aura anymore, you know. Zeus, Bobby Lashley beat him. Yeah, and also it's it was like little things like um, 
he didn't always kind of like Zeus when he came down with those with those shots with those wrist those metal wristbands, the intensity, everything, the look in his eye. With Omas, it's almost like he's another guy. He's just taller. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think his gear wasn't like they just had him wearing all black with the shirt, which is fine. But black is slimming, and he's already pretty slim for a giant. I just think he's not a good as I don't know if they gave him great direction of how to act when you're in the ring or what your motivation is or or things like that. With with Zeus, it was adrenaline and intensity and the in his eyes, you know. Right. I, I I mean I don't know. I mean I think if, if it was 1980s, wrestling was so much simpler back then than what it is now, and um, you know I, mean, I think Omos would have worked. I or don't do think Zeus today would have worked. Oh, the Silo guy or the guy from the Pee Wee Herman movie, Silo, whatever. Silo? Yeah, Giant Silo. Do you know him? No. He was, um, remember in Pee Wee Herman's movie? Um, I don't want to confuse him with somebody else. But do you remember the when Pee Wee was in the giant dinosaur with the woman? Yeah. And her boyfriend showed up? Right. Um, I'm trying that, to figure that out. Yeah, he was like seven foot something. Uh-huh. And um, I'm just seeing his name while we're talking. Because there was a guy, Jim Cornette always trashes this guy he was teamed with. He was handcuffed with in a match once. But um, he was a, um, he was like legit, like seven five or seven six, And AWA called him Silo Sam or something. Um, giant silo or something he was the tallest wrestler I'd ever seen in my life at the point and he he was just kind of like there you know um, but so he's an example of you know he was a giant guy but oh here he is silo Sam on Wikipedia oh he died in 2005 okay um, he was in CWA he was in different things set oh my god uh, build height can't be real Maybe yes, uh, and he was in the Pee Wee Herman movie, seven foot eight. Wow, almost and nearly eight foot tall. Yeah, that was his build height. Probably not really, but he was huge. And I saw him in AWA and a few things. They said he appeared in WWE once as Trapper John in a dark match, but was never used again. Um, yeah, he didn't have like the career you would thought. And I think, so I think if Omas was there, un- unless he really, I think in the 80s might have been more about what your character is and helped him right. more. But if he was just there standing there, he might have been another Silo Sam. Yeah, the, the, the 1980s WWF was, you know, um, was more character driven and iconic characters, you know. Um, so yeah, I, somebody posed a question. I think it was Raj Gary on uh, Wrestling Inc. He posed a question on his Twitter. He said, "Would you be a wrestling fan if WWE WWF never existed?" I saw that, and and you know, I think our answers would have been yes, right? Because we watched NWA, we watched World Class, and growing up in in the playgrounds, it was WWF is fake. I really wasn't a WWF fan. I, I, I loved WrestleMania. 
and and I watched it. I got into it more. But my favorite wrestlers were, you know, the Rock and Roll Express, Barry Windham. So so yeah, I I would have been. What about you? I, I don't know because I was when I first I was first introduced to the the WWF first, and then what happened was and how I started branching off is when WWF wasn't available. I started searching for other wrestling. Oh. You know, to see what they was over. And then that's how I came across, you know, the NWA. And then that's how I came across, you know, global uh, um, WCCW. That's how I, caught, I came across those, guy, those guys. Because I, I knew. I think you would. I, well, it depends. I mean, it depends. Again, it, it depends if my brother was watching wrestling or not. Right. Remember, he introduced me to wrestling. So, but if. It, it depends because. um remember it was WWF was accessible was uh, to watch on you know sy- on syndication on TV you know every channel fi- on Fox 5 every Saturday 11 a.m. or Sunday and Sunday at at 12 o'clock so that's WrestleMate that's WWF superstars and wrestling challenge so you can mm-hmm. hit those two on a weekend and and plus it helped that during that time watching cartoons and as soon as the cartoons are over here come wrestling and here you go you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. and then it's something. Then you know. Then you have Saturday night main event. You know, um, you know, after empty nest and stuff like that once a month, which I didn't know was once a month. I thought it was. It's I thought bad. it was every week. I thought it was every Saturday. I didn't know it was once a month. So sometimes I would go and stay up, get to stay up late, thirty, and then I see damn Showtime at the Apollo. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. For me, I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It helped me. It branched me off to everything. It introduced me to wrestling. Yeah. No, I see what you mean about introducing you. Just for me, I watched the other ones first. So that's... Mm -hmm. How did you find it? How did you find the NWA? My dad. My dad would watch... um, So my dad's from a part of the world where pro wrestling is considered like royalty, like a big deal even bigger like it's legit and i would watch him watching wrestling because he would jump up and down in his chair and so he would watch wrestling on the spanish channel first things like that and he watched whatever so bruno was to him whenever we talk about greatest wrestlers he says whatever you want but number one has to be bruno number two has to be billy graham and okay. so I still follow his rule, but yeah, NWA and all that. So I, it was, he was watching already and I was just in the room. So. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely. Definitely. But you know, during that time, like the late seventies, you know, early eighties, <clears throat> um, you know, a lot of the national wrestling alliance was, you know, all over Florida, you know, Texas, so everything was in the NWA territory-wise, you know, um, yeah. except even the WWF at the time. But then but they, when they branched off, they said, I'm out of the NWA, you know, and they started doing their own thing, you know, and that and, and, and that saved wrestling, to be honest with you. And that made that, that wrestling have a big boom was because of the WWF. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, and they did yeah. stuff on off. They did things very unorthodox. Um, by you know, um, having you know celebrities, stars that come in and you know do things very different than the NWA, 
And because the NWA was more considered, you know, people real, no, not character driven, but real people. But WWF had people, you know, with, um, you know, as far as character driven, you know, uh, or Monica, like super, not just Jimmy Snooker, he's super fly Jimmy Snooker, not just Roddy Piper, he's hot, he's rowdy Roddy Piper. You get what I mean? He said one of the things Vince tried to do was just, you know, reprogram you as his character. So he said, I'd come in and he just started calling me Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yep. And that made him a damn star. And and he was the he was like the first movie star from the WWF. Um, yeah. Because the movie that he did, and people don't realize that the before Hogan did No Host Bar, we had a couple other wrestlers. We had Jesse Ventura and uh, Predator. Roddy Piper and They Live and Roddy Piper and, and, and um, Body Slam. You know, we've got Tama Tonga as well, the Tonga Kid and Body Slam as well. Mm-hmm. Andre Jaya and The Princess Bride. All bigger you know? movies, movie movies for sure. Princess right. Bride. I, Princess Bride is just, I mean, is, it's, a, it's a classic. It's a Hollywood classic. It is. It is. So, you know, um, and then, you know, you had King Kong Bundy, you know, showing up on Maddie with Children or yes. and busting loose. <laughs> and also, you know? WWF was also, I think, really the first one to pretend that nobody else existed. Exactly. In their own bubble. And um, it worked for them. And you know, it worked. And wrestling the way it is today because of them. It, um, it the when Andre the Giant got slammed by Hogan, oh, the first time he's ever been body slammed. Not true, but that's what people thought, you know, after a yep. while. Because, you know, we, we, wasn't, we wasn't privy to what's going on in all Japan. <laughs> right. Like everybody slammed. You know? He was a sympathetic character as much as a powerful character. Right? He yeah, always he, team, double team, you know. Exactly. Andre didn't turn, become this big monster hill until he, until he um, challenged Hogan with the suit on and he aligned with Bobby Heenan. He said he <laughs> won a title champ. One of your favorite long storylines ever. Exactly. One of the yeah. And you know, before then he was the the you know, the happy go lucky giant, you know, who yeah. wins all the battle royals. Was yeah. One of Hogan's best friends who pouring oh, champagne yeah. on Hogan. Oh, that was <laughs> when yeah. he won the title. I'm proud of you. And that was yeah. one of the and that was one of the things in um I forgot whose book I was reading, but Andre the Giant would show up like he would show up to wrestle and then the promoters would tell him, well, you're in a battle Royal. And he didn't know that. And that made him angry. So he would just eliminate himself in the first minute or something like step over the rope and things like that. Where if he liked you, he would say, throw me out of the ring and the promoters would be upset. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, but that day, faithful day in 87, he changed the, the, the face of wrestling, of course, of wrestling uh, forever. Look yeah. at me when I'm talking to you. Oh, yep. Ripped and, and, and legit and legit um scratched Hogan on his chest. Legit what? when he tried to grab him, when he tried to grab the cross and he legit was bleeding. Look, Hulk, you're bleeding. You're bleeding, Hulk. As Roddy said, you're bleeding, Hulk. <laughs> it just face to face was just I mean that the contribution of those two to that feud was massive. Wasn't kind of it? Appreciated, but Whew. I can produce the giant. Can you produce Hogan? And what did Piper say? I can. No, he said, uh, 
You damn betcha, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That was great, man. And then he said to him, do you want to face, after he ripped across him, do you want to face Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 for the title? Do you? Yes or no? Yes! And the crowd went crazy. <laughs> and that promo before the, and, and the two promos of the day of WrestleMania, Bobby Heaton just reading the, the measurements of Andre. And then Hulk Hogan, some of the non-believers in the gym, they said, see you later, Hulkster man. This is your last hurrah. Take me to the core. But I got on my butt, stripped down in my BVDs, got on my Harley, drove to Sunset, and had the sun hit the cross on my neck and shined in my eyes. I learned someday you got to <laughs> face the truth. It was just all <laughs> And, and you know it's crazy. The first the the first contract signing I think was between those two, and that wow. one with 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 and they just the giant when they doing the contract signing the giant was just staring at Hogan the whole time. And he and then, didn't, uh, was like, "Hold on, hold on, there, Mister Suit. You gotta. We need a real belt that'll fit a real chest." <laughs> yep. It was great. It was that that nineteen eighties. This is no joke, man. Remember that? Speak English to me. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why do you think nineteen, like, <clears throat> like mid eighties, like to maybe late nineties to two thousand wrestling was so much better than what it is now? <clears throat> That's a good question. Why was it better? Well, it was better for me because I thought it was real, right? Yeah. I can't escape that. What about you? I thought it was real too, but it's just I think the storylines was great. I mean, all the storylines, even in in all wrestling, even in you know when um, you can go from the NWA when the the, the Horsemen turned on Sting um, to you know to the the the, the Mega Powers reuniting or Mega Powers exploding, the Andre the Giant and Hogan you know situation, Mister Wonderful Claws and Hogan. Demolition, double turn with the powers of pain, never seen but done before. Um, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Strike Mick Martell turning on um, on um, on Tito at WrestleMania 5 against the Brain Busters. You know, that's the first time I seen stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It, it, you know, uh, I don't know. And then, you know, later on, you know, you got Stone Cold and Rock and Foley and Triple H and all those guys. I don't know. I mean, it's maybe it's because of the, the writing. Could be the writing. Could be the performance. I think re- performers nowadays are good too, but I don't know if they have the that you care about. Because <clears throat> we cared about all those characters back then. Yeah, we did. We cared about Beefcake. We cared yeah, about we, Beefcake. We did. Well, Brutus the Barber Beefcake <clears throat> was so huge. When people, I think because of Conrad, Rick, Rick Flair's son-in-law, I hope, I hope, Young, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of young people who didn't see Brutus the Barber Beefcake who will listen to Conrad and think he was a jobber or something. He was a no. superstar. Yeah, he was. Superstar. When his music played, that was the reaction. Was, oh my God. By the way, I, 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 I saw some yeah. hate online about Strike Force and, oh, you know, they were. I mean, would you like to remind everybody how big Strike Force was? Strike Force was a big team back then. I mean, um, there's the first team to beat the Hearts. On yeah. Our, yeah. So um, they had two great wrestlers Tito Santana, former Intercontinental Champion. 
And yep. they put up with against Rick Martel, former AWH yep. World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Right? Who's part of the Can Man Connection as well, tag team before um, Zinc left, right? Um, but he was a great tag team. And they put these guys together, um, you know, wearing right. And they was great. The whole seat, they could, they could do everything. The Boston yeah. Crab, the Flying Elbow, they could do everything. You know what I'm saying? They had such great matches with the Hearts. You know, even one with Demolition when they finally lost the titles oh, to Demolition. Yeah. But Demolition was on a – Demolition probably – but Demolition, one of the greatest tag teams in WWF history. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, but Strike Force um, was, was great, man, at, for that time, man. It, yeah. it, it could do it all. Yeah, and in WWF, there <clears throat> good guys weren't tag team champions very often at that time. And – you know, the Bulldogs had it shortly, pretty much. Right. The U.S. Express had it shortly before them. It was really the Heart Foundation demolition. Strike Force, I wasn't their biggest fan by any stretch, but they had the aura of almost being equal to the world champion at the moment that they were, they were so big. It know? was big. It was big. And, um, you know, I think, that it, but I think people may think that they are, you know, they might get, I got them confused with the Young Stallions. Now, the Young Stallions was good too, but they was more like they was like the the Java version of this of Strike Force. They, but they the Young Stallions, but Young like Stallions was good. I loved the guys. I love I love the Young Stallions. Powell, Jimmy Powers and Paul Roma. I, I thought they should have got a a better push than what they got. I love their T-shirt. They had the mm-hmm. red T-shirt with the black two stallions on it. I did think it was even as a kid. I thought it was pathetic that they were using Jimmy Hart's ring entrance song. Um, crank it up. Oh, it's like he doesn't like you, <laughs> you know? but um, I they look, they they tried. I mean, they put them at they were soul survive, they weren't soul survivors. Who else survived with them? It was the Young Stallions and who in the tag team survivor series? Uh, was it the Conquistadors? Maybe. No, I'm not sure if it was a condition or less. They were the super one of the winners, right? One year? The <clears throat> the first one? I think the first one was who won that first one? I can't remember that one. I'm looking it up because I think it was them. Let me just look it up. But you like them really? Who the Contista does? No, the <laughs> Young Stallions. Yeah, I like the Young Stallion. Remember, they used to always be on TV on Saturday morning. So, yeah, I used to like Jimmy Powers. You like them both? Huh? Do you have a favorite or did you like them both? I like them both. I like Jimmy Powers. But Paul Roma, when he went to um, with the team with Hercules for Power and Glory, I like that team too. Oh, that was one of my favorite tag teams ever. They were They were incredible. I love their gear. I love the taped fists and their finishing move that people use today. The power and the glory. That was a very innovative uh, move. Oh, my gosh. Why? Wow, yeah, man. So, yeah, we still have it. So, uh, let's run through uh, uh, Raw real quick. Uh, I just want to run through it. Brock it was the Lesnar. Killer Bees and the Young Stallions that won at the end. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Yeah. And neither of them got much of a push after that. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, the Killer Bees and the Young Stallions. The fabulous Rouge. Oh, remember they used the mask, the stallions, the, the uh, killer bees. They put the mask on. They did the um, sunset flip, I think. Oh, okay. 
Brian Blair. Uh-oh, I'm turning into Iron Sheiky, baby. Brian Blair. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the fabulous Rougeos, the Young Stallions, the, um, the Killer Bees, you know, um, the Bolsheviks, the Rockers. Yeah. Um, and else? there was no um, intercontinental tag team title. Like no. it was one, yeah. I mean, right. And so all the the powers of pain, you know, all these guys never won tag team gold. Wow. <laughs> never won gold. Like literally, these guys it's great tag to be the intercontinental champion than to be the tag team champion. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to win because the Hearts had it. Then the Hearts was not. Then Demolition had it for a year. You know, yeah. and then and then they dropped it to the Colossal Connection, and then they dropped it back to them at WrestleMania six, um, and then they dropped it to the the, the the I think the Legion of no back to the Hearts at SummerSlam, and then the Hearts lost it to the Nasty Boys, and then the Nasty Boys lost it to oh wow, um, I think the Nasty Boys lost it to Legion of Doom. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah, and then right, natural and then money. Money yeah, Natural Disaster got it. The Money Inc. and the Natural Disasters had it for a little while too. And then you know, it's so it was, uh, you know, um, that's was Bossman and Hakeem the Twin Towers never won the championship. Nope, wow. but they was in a high-profile feud. Yeah, with the Mega Powers, yeah. they were. You're right. That was a high-profile feud. I don't know. Would you have ever been champion in a high-profile feud? Then. Yeah. Champion. Do you think that if you were to change the, the Twin Towers, I know why they did it, because they was a, a, a formidable foe. Do you think the Twin Towers could have been changed with demolition and played that role and, 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 and have them go against the Mega Powers? You mean demolition against the Mega Powers? Yeah. You think that could have worked? I don't know, just because of the size of Hogan. You don't think so? I would never, I would never doubt demolition. First of all, so yes, my answer will be yes. I think because you know how people talk about how today wrestling is so much more extreme. Mm -hmm. These people, back in the, if you told them that they needed to get heat and and hurt Hogan, oh my goodness, they would think of creative ways to just, to hurt people more than anybody. So demolition, yes, I think mass superstar acts. I think he would have come up with ways to make demolition look like the favorites in that. So you're right. I agree with you. All right. So let's go into Raw. Um, so Brock Lesnar is here. Then mm -hmm. um, Austin Theory comes out, which is great because they wanted to remind him uh, with Paul Heyman that what he did to him at the Elimination Chamber, which he did him an F5 off the, off yeah. the pod. So yeah. that was good. He said he's going to get revenge on him and start tonight. And he sent the Alpha Academy out there. And the big old Otis went and they tried to hit him and they went chop blocked him. And then they went after him. But Brock Lesnar no sold that shit like he's Zeus. Yeah. No hose barred. And then he started whipping their ass. And then, um, you know, and then he, he took Otis and Otis um, went and F5'd him on the damn table, on the, on yeah. the announce table. So Brock so hey. Brock Lesnar, like he's primed and ready for Roman Reigns. He called him the the tribal hog. 
But to no sell Otis and to just drop Otis like he's nothing, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that. What did you? I think? know you didn't. I know you didn't like it because you're an Alpha Academy fan. Yeah. Um, but once you saw the Alpha Academy out there, you knew they was, you know, they was they oh, they yeah. was uh, being served up on a platter to Brock. I you didn't know. like. It wasn't necessary. Um, poor Otis. Yeah, poor Otis. Um, what do you think about um, Omos and the Usos? They defeated the Street Profits and in our truth. I'm happy for Omos. Um, and, and the Street Profits, they, they got a lot back later, you know, so they're fine. But, but um, I'm happy for Omos. Um, did you have any? I know you're an Usos guy, so you must have been happy too. Yeah, I'm happy Omos got some type of, you know, look strong and, and powerful. But I, I, I don't know where they go with him, you know. That's the problem, like what we talked about with Zeus. Like when you don't, you have to, you have to have a plan for somebody like that because the minute they lose that aura when they're a giant, it's hard to get back, man. It's a fact, isn't it? You know, um, Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio, uh, what you thought of that match? Well, I know everyone's talking about um, what's going to happen with Ray and his son, you know? Right. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, like everybody, if you're a wrestling fan, you're a Rey Mysterio fan. If you're a hardcore wrestling fan like you, you're probably a Finn Balor fan. I'm not as much. Um, yeah, but I'm just more thinking about the aftermath. Uh, what did you think about this, and where do you think it's going to happen? I think, well, they should, if Dominic will turn on them, um, if he turns and joins the Judgment Day, uh, I think that can help Dominic. Remember, Dominic is still young, but being young is not always the best thing because sometimes you could be young and think you're up and coming and don't make it. Yeah. So, and that happened a lot. It happened more times than, than, than not, right? Especially WWE is obsessed with someone being the youngest something, right? Right. They, well, Austin Derry's about to take that now, right? Yeah, I don't care if you're like the youngest whatever. That doesn't mean anything. Your career is this many years. Whether you start now or later, it doesn't matter. Facts. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, everyone knows that eventually um, Dominic is going to turn on Ray. Right. I mean, that's like, uh, I mean, or it might not never happen. <laughs> you know, they might not, it might never happen. But um, we'll see. I don't think it should. And I don't know if, and I'm, I'm, I like Dominic, but if you're talking about on the microphone, I don't think he's good enough to be a heel. I think people would laugh at him a bit if he was trying to be like a serious promo based on what I've seen so far. And I remember we were talking about WrestleMania and I thought, wouldn't it be great if Ray made to Dominic his last test would be you against me at WrestleMania? Like two good guys who care about each other having a match like one of your favorites not one of it's it's a match you really like i know you have better favorites than this but you know bret hart and bulldog right yeah like people like that you know you can do that what would do you think that he should turn or do you would you rather see him not turn? right now i think um if they're not gonna let ray mysterio and, and dominic win matches Right, and then if you're gonna, you can't have Ray jobbed out, and you can't have Dominic jobbed out neither, right? Because yeah. that's gonna hurt both of them, right? I mean, it's gonna hurt Ray is a legend, Ray is gonna be fine regardless. Dominic, if you want to build up your own IP, 
which Dominic is, is their you know, intellectual property now. If you're going to want Dominic to be something, a star later on, then you're going to have to have him start winning some matches and having yeah. people care about him other than him using Rey Mysterio's coattail to ride to get the rub, so to speak. So I get it. Yeah. You got to let him fly. You got to have to let him fly on his own soon and see what happens and what catches on and what doesn't, you know? So well, they were talking about earlier that before Ray had done an interview where basically he's, he's wrestling now for Dominic, right? He wants to set up Dominic. Right. A career, but look, there's AEW. <laughs> yeah, Dominic but I don't think you want to go there. I don't think you want to go there and lose the Will of Utah every week. The next Wheeler Utah. You never yeah. know. No. Dominic is way better than Will of Utah, to be honest with you. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There you go. The main event of this match was Bobby Lashley and 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 Riddle. I can't, I can't. We can't talk about him without me mentioning. I just don't like that he wears the Tamina gear. That's it. <laughs> I'm Seth Rollins, who who lost one another one. I guess this is match fifty one. This is fifty. In theory, yeah, fifty one. <laughs> so yeah. the, 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 this was a good match. Um, you know, the yeah. only problem was this. It was. Um, after this, after the match was over, Dolph Ziggler, who came out, who's here to show the world, the here to show the world. So come on, he, he attacked afterwards, and then we go yeah. off the air. What the hell is going on here? With, I have with no this? idea what this was about. <laughs> no idea what this was about. I mean, this was not good. Um, well, you must have loved it because you're a big Dolph Ziggler fan, but are you not? Yeah, uh, big man. I like Dolph Ziggler. I think, I, but. What are they doing with Dolph Ziggler not getting pushed to the title? I mean, no, what and is it, he doing? I mean, I think Seth Rollins is being his 50 match losing streak is under threat from um, Austin Theory now. <laughs> Austin Theory loses a lot too. He's That's lost, another he thing. lost and he lost on SmackDown, right? Yes. So that was DQ. But so, yeah, the Dolph Ziggler thing, I, I don't know. If they're trying to make NXT be this fountain of youth where you go there and then come back and you're better than ever. I don't think it. I don't. It's just fans love Dolph Ziggler, but there's only so many times you can miss the train on somebody, right? Yeah, exactly. There is a uh, match. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, 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 go. No, no, no. Go. I want to hear what you're no, no, say. No, I want to hear what you. I was going to hear what you said. Go, go. I was just going to say there's a match you forgot, um, but I thought it was excellent. Go ahead. Um, Bianca Belair and Carmella. Yeah, I knew you was going to say that. I left that one <laughs> on purpose. I thought you did. Because, because Mella is money, right? That was a good match. Well, she was creative. Good. Way that she was trying to avoid that finisher, her feet on the ropes, her hands on the ropes. I loved all of it. But they, she's the female version of of Dolph. Yeah, she is. Yeah. They, they messed Carmella up when she first came back with her new gimmick, and they had her lose to Sasha <sighs> with the Somalier and everything. That was a great gimmick, and that could have went on for some. That had some legs. Yeah. They, they they fed her to Sasha. They should have never did that. That was no. That was you know, not when you get a new gimmick. Come on no. now, that's like no. the Maximum Mel Miles first match they lose. Then it's all over. It might be because it looks like their first feud might be New Day or something like that. <laughs> like New Day is dressing up like Vikings now. Yeah. You know, yeah. New Day ain't the same without Big E. Shanky. 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 I mean, speaking of, of of SmackDown, Pat McAfee and Baron Corbin was going at it, 
And are you excited for this match? I like them both. I'm I'm a big Baron Corbin fan. Have been for a while. Um, I thought the funniest was when. Did you see the video of when he shaved his head? Who Corbin? Corbin when he first did that. No, I didn't. You know how he was have people were talking about his hairline a lot. Yeah. So he they did this thing where back it was on WWE.com. He has like the WWE hair stylist woman. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, if you could just cut it off, we can give it to Locks of Love. And I don't know if anybody would want that. Locks of Love, you know, the charity. He's like, I just think, you know, my hair, I just let it grow so long. I just want something different. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it's kind of, um, I think Baron Corbin needs Pat McAfee, right? He needs a, because he's so good at, you know, sad Corbin. And it's always funny when when um, McAfee makes fun of him. I think this is good because that whole thing with Madcap, who's still called Madcap, right? Yeah. I don't It's I like it. Do you like it? With Madcap? I'm about to get to that, too. I'm going to get to no, that. No, I mean, do you like um, Baron and um, what's going oh, Baron? on? I, I, well, I, I think they could have used Pat McAfee a little bit. With someone else, but I, I mean, I get it. They, they need to put Corbin. Probably. Well, I hope so. You never know. He did retire Kurt Angle. <laughs> that was a good match. Kurt Angle can complain about that forever. Kurt's last few matches, remember he did that kind of road to WrestleMania? He wrestled AJ. He wrestled... That was the best one. He did not look good in any of those other matches. I'm sorry. Well, they, 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 this um, did bring us to the point where they introduced Liv Morgan, and guess what? Liv Morgan came out twirling again. Twirling again. Being <laughs> nice to fans. And she, yeah, heard she, she heard me complaining. She came out twirling again and flipping her hair. And Liv Morgan and the Brooklyn Muller, everything is right in the world again. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about her twirling. When she came out, she twirled. She split, did her shoulder thing, flipped her hair. It was great. It was this great, feels like man. a diva championship. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it does. Wow. And, and that's, that's not an insult because I think the best women wrestlers were during the diva period. Right. Um, I don't think so. Not that. No. Trish Stratus I, and Lita. Oh, Trish Stratus and Lita. Oh, that was those. That was great characters. Yeah. Great characters. Yes. Um, Mickey James. Crazy yeah. Mickey James back in then. Yeah. Crazy stalking Mickey James. Blonde <laughs> Mickey James. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you know what? You're right. It was. It was. Jacqueline was like a, who's like a better wrestler than anybody. She was like yeah. a, a, a B lister on that group. I mean, she was a seasoned vet, though, right? Yeah, she's she's one of the best ever. Right. Yeah. Global. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. So Liv Morgan took on Natalia. They had some issues in on the internet. I showed you, right? I saw uh, that. You that. Said that to me. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I guess all is right in the world. They put them, people see that they was having issues, and you know what they do? They say I was scheduled for a match on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, point. But look, Natalia, like I'm sure, like if that had happened on television, she wouldn't have done that, right? It was a house show, you know. So they did you? I read what you sent me. It was she. It looked like Natalia was trying to get something out of her eye, and uh, Liv kept beating on her while she was doing that, which could be dangerous, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, I guess all is right in the world. Liv Morgan beat Natalia, 
And um, you know, so maybe she moving on I to like um, this, summer this slam has Ronda legs. Rousey. I don't know. This feud with Natalia had a had a little bit more legs. She was right. You won the belt because of me. You know. Is that is true? Yeah. It's so why didn't just do a triple you, threat then? Yeah, but that's a great idea because I don't know about seeing Liv and Ronda one on one. But what do you think about what um I think it was Vince Russo or somebody wrote, you know, winning a, a title by cashing in the money in the bank when another wrestler is already injured, that's not good for a face. Hmm. That could be true. That hurt Big E. Uh, I don't I think the booking hurt Big E afterwards. I, I think all of I it think. hurt Big E probably. All of it. Yeah. And it ended up for him getting hurt because I think if he'd have never got the title, he would have never ended up getting hurt. Oh, they would have had him getting beaten up by the Ridge Holland sooner or later. Yeah, it's interesting, though, that she won the title that way. And now she's going to be one-on-one with Ronda Rousey, so we'll see. It doesn't look good at SummerSlam. Ronda Rousey normally kills her opponents at SummerSlam for the title. Maybe Liv will just... I think Liv should be a, a heel. I think she'd be good at that. Nah, I'm coming out twirling and all that other stuff, man. She Come can on, twirl. Man. She can twirl. Yeah, man, we don't remember that twirling, man. Come on, big man. Lacey Evans came out, supposed to took on Aaliyah, and she comes out and tells hello everybody and walks out again. Um, so I guess they just layer, doing some more layers of Lacey Evans is a heel. And, um, you know, people don't. Why don't they just say she lied? They like, she lied. Like, oh, that's hilarious that she's a fake Marine. <laughs> she lied. She lied about the situation with her father. My father actually, you know, was a great dad. Have someone come on and say, yes, your father was a great dad. Have some wrestler that's in training right now saying that, you know, your, that's her aunt. Your father was a great dad. Why are you lying? Have Lacey beat her up and then get more heat on her. <laughs> she's been in out of psych wards. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could show the real pictures. It was really Savage and Elizabeth. In the military, <laughs> yo, you're crazy, big man. So yeah, um, Madcap Moth um defeated um Theory as Theory um hit him with the money in the bank um briefcase. That was great though. That worked, right? That was like an old school getting disqualified because things aren't going your way, and I liked it. I love this match. And um, then we have um. Drew McIntyre defeated Ridge Holland. Yeah. Yeah, he treated him like uh, it wasn't a good night for Ridge. But I loved how even when Drew had the sword, Butch was trying to get in the ring. Butch is crazy. We need I more Butch. Him. Yeah, we, we definitely need more Butch. Do you know what was on at the same time? What? Um, on the Spanish channel, one of the Spanish channels was they played Triple Mania. Triple Mania. Oh, yeah? From a few weeks ago. And you know, and Andrade, who like whenever I see him on AEW, I'm like, he's not doing very much. But in AAA, he was he was in like almost like three huge segments and he was wrestling and he was doing all his crazy stuff. And the interesting thing was, do you know what made this so hard to watch? Well, the camera work wasn't great. It was very like rushing all over the place. Um, they had the big Titan Tron at the entrance. And throughout every match, they had commercials on the Titan Tron for sponsors' products. Oh, wow. Overshadowing. Like, it was huge. 
There was something for concrete. There was something for a few other things nonstop. Who runs um who's that um triple A, right? Who runs it? I you know it's it's the son of the um Antonio Pena, and I think his son, well, I think he passed away, and his son is in charge now. His son was like a bad guy character um, back uh, when I really used to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Conan's involved a lot and stuff. Yeah. You know how like the Yakuza got parts of the of the uh, New Japan? Do the Mexican Mafia got any parts of Triple A? I haven't heard about that. Uh, they haven't said that as much. And I think part of it is, even though AAA is like, out of AAA and CMLL, I like AAA the most. But CMLL is Mexico City, and AAA is kind of the outside areas. That's why a lot of wrestlers, like CMLL is interesting. Like every single match is like a six-man, two out of three match. So you never really feel like you're watching anything different. But AAA a lot of wrestlers I've read, they don't really like being there as much, even though the show is better because you're just traveling into like really rough areas. And just when I say rough areas, it could be like wilderness areas. Remember when Abismo Negro came back and he was a really cool character, but he came back and then he had like some mental episode on a bus and he asked to get off and he ended up drowning in a swamp. Mm. Like they go to those kinds of places, you know, so, but it, it was rough. It wasn't the AAA I used to show you the clips of, you right. know, all the time. It was super porky. It was it was rough, man. It was not a great show. All right. Um, and then Deanna we have Peralta was there, by the way. Oh there. yeah. Oh man, I gotta see that. Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins defeated Jimmy Uso, but his his shoulder, Jimmy Uso's shoulder was up. But um, oh. Little Nate, Charles Robinson, he must have been. He, he was knocked unconscious before. That he still counted the three, couldn't see that 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 um, clearly Jimmy Uso's shoulder was up. So Adam Pierce comes out and said, "You know what? We're gonna have a, a special referee, and that referee at SummerSlam is gonna be none other than." <laughs> Nobody saw this coming. Double J. Double J. Jeff Jarrett, ain't I great? With my baby tonight, one of yeah. the greatest wrestling songs of all time. When they say he couldn't <laughs> sing, he came out and they said he could sing. He could sing, Kr. Remember that with a clean like you can hear the country music song. Oh man, one of my greatest wrestling songs. When I first heard that song in your house, I said he really could sing. <laughs> well, better than the honky tonk man. Gary oh, Lawler had a country song album, but probably the best singer in wrestling, you'd probably say is either Coco Beware or Jimmy Hart, right? Jimmy Hart had like a, a real hit. He was in the Gentries, right? right. But yes, yeah, so as somebody wrote on uh, on Twitter. Yes, the problem for a bad referee is a referee with less experience. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that that made no sense, right? So they could have been. What they could have used this. He's huh? the he's the, he's in charge of live events. He has a big position now, and he's the referee at SummerSlam. What could what you, did you could, think? Could you? This comes a long way from when when McMahon um, bought WCW on the on the simulcast and fired oh. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and that was legit. That was a shoot because yeah. he left WWF for WCW Nitro, and, and the uh, whole so, China match thing about the yes, contract and the yes. So this from it shows you nothing is concrete in wrestling. Nothing, no, you know. So I'm and he got a big position, and 
and now he's they, they, they feature him. Well, it's Tennessee. That's where he's from, Nashville, Tennessee. We should have yeah. saw this coming. He's that's where he's from. You know, you know. I don't know about this. But... You know what they should do? You know what they should do? To be honest with you, they should have superstar Bill Dundee come in and interfere. Oh, he or was Billy there. Joe. Yeah, no, uh-huh. he was great. And what, where was he a manager? Was that WCW? Yeah, when Billy Dundee that was, WCW. was a manager. In, yep. With, that um, was like, he had the, the do you know what I re- I have his book, which is hard mm-hmm. to get. And I didn't realize this. He he thought it was great. He loved it. <laughs> you know? He was Lord Regal I'm um, Stephen Regal. Yeah, he thought it was great. But I, I thought he would have hated it, but he thought it was cool. Um yeah, I mean, you never know, but yeah, Jerry, Jeff Jarrett, very, I mean, his first job in wrestling was a referee, and that was a big storyline when Jeff was getting beaten up and almost lost an eye or something like that, or his father tried to help him, but he's, um, I remember watching that movie with Vanessa Huggins and James Franco, mm-hmm. about the wild girls who were partying with James Franco, Jer- Jeff Jarrett played the youth minister in a scene out of nowhere and his daughter or he is friends with taylor swift because they're from the same places so maybe they like his connections i don't know right yeah so we'll see how that goes Uh, do you think he'll end up managing um dawkins and no 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 not at all um i was happy for dawkins though he got some yeah. shot. He's a he good got some shot finally, yeah. And our honorary Oost was on, on commentary. That was funny, but he uh they didn't set him up well. I'll just say that. Because he's great on the mic, but it was just kind of, you know, not a lot going on. Um, but he did say, um, like they were asking, Are you gonna be the referee? And he's like, I can't really talk about that. So we'll see. We'll see. We're going on to dynamite real quickly. Um, so Warlow def- defeats Orange Cassidy to retain his um, TNT championship. This was a good match. I thought it was. Um, Orange continues to show that he's a good wrestler. He's not just a gimmick, although right. his gimmick is a main event gimmick, but he can also yeah, wrestle as well. Um, Warlow was not losing this match, but you know, but it was a good match. I thought it was really good. Orange, oh, Orange no, has yeah. had some great matches the last couple of weeks, man. Yeah, and you know what? We, you know, we always ask each other, oh, what's on Dynamite tonight? Because we don't really because whenever they say it, they do it so quickly and they do it Friday too when they announce the matches coming up. I never really process it. So turning it on and seeing this, I was like, whoa, you know, I was definitely going to sit through this. Yeah. So it was a really good match. And yeah, Orange is a superstar. And yeah, the pandemic hurt him. And Wheeler, Utah hurt him having to be his mentor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. And so another match I was good was John Moxley, um, the AEW interim champion against... Um, um, Kenosho Takeshka, and yeah. um, he and he was run, and Takeshka had his hair up like he was in one of the kung fu flicks from 1970s. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it was a really good match. Jim Cornette said that John Moxley's the worst wrestler in the world. I couldn't disagree more. What did you think of that? And he's a great wrestler. Wow, he said that. Yeah, he did. He it's it's a topic right now, trending. He says Moxley was maybe the worst wrestler in the world. That's not true. Not true at all. Nowhere near true. Why would he say that? He just say know. stuff just to say stuff. My God, yeah. Jim. Yeah, let him say that. To let. Did he say Bruiser Brody was the worst wrestler in the world? No. Yeah, John Moxley better than Bruiser Brody. 
in the ring. In the ring. Yeah, yeah. character-wise, maybe not. But in the ring, yeah. Well, let's just say this. Showing up and and wrestling when you're scheduled to probably makes you a very good pro wrestler. (laughs) Versus standing people up and all that. That's not true at all. This was a good match. I mean, what? This was a really good match. And, And I thought Moxley... Man, there were some near falls there. I thought he was going to lose because remember they set it up kind of like um, it was a challenger, eliminator, whatever. But Thunder Rosa lost in Japan. Got pinned. Didn't lose the belt, but they're going to have the rematch um, in the United States. So I thought maybe, wow, now Moxley might lose. I actually thought he might lose. No, because this guy Takeshka is not winning nothing. He's a glorified jobber um, now. And um, I'm, I'm sorry. He can have all the great matches you want, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, I know he's not going to win. Well, Moxley, um, well, Regal said a lot of good things about him. He says, oh, he watches us when we train. Moxley, uh, Regal also said when they was talking about getting new recruits, he says, just because somebody's in, it doesn't mean they stay in. So I'd love to see Takeshka replace Wheeler Yuna. Yes. Um, Claudio Castanoli. Defeated Jake Hager. Now, another guy who they don't care about, Jake Hager, who's 3-0 MMA, who they kept saying that, and yeah. from Oklahoma, and Jim Ross was there when he picked him, and when he scouted him, and Regal was there when he scouted him, he said. But yet, he lose to, 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 to Claudio. What yeah. the hell is going on here? And he didn't have to get pinned. He didn't have to lose, right? Like, when I like this. First of all, Jake Hager looks better than he's ever looked. He looked cut and they have a history and all these things when he started signaling for the um matt 2.0 or are they just the jericho appreciation society or then i know they're not 2.0 anymore they don't have another name they they don't have another name they just call matt menard daddy magic and daddy magic and 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 cool hand Ange. when he signaled for them i was like oh brilliant because we knew claudia was going to win but i was like oh but that didn't even stop him from getting nope. like legit in. Nope. It should have been a DQ. Should have yep. been a DQ. Nothing. Why would they do that? Why would they? Do, why would they do that? I don't know. That should be a Tony Khan man. My man. This is your wrestling company. I don't know why they're doing this. They make some crazy decisions. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. And uh, Serena Deeb. She was looking nice. Her hair was down and everything. I was like, oh, look at Serena D taking on. And she defeated Anna J. Um, I thought Anna J actually had her when she had her in the submission hole. But no, Serena D was able to get out and was able to put her and get her for the victory. So Serena D is probably the <laughs> Yeah. Serena D is probably the best wrestler right now. I don't know if they I don't know if they're gonna give her the belt because her character is not is not up there yet, but she's good. Probably the best technical wrestler they have. Oh my goodness, I, I 100% agree. And and it was love at first sight again when she had her first match in AEW after all those years away. That was a great match. And then she had match of the year, for women at least, with, with uh, Thunder Rosa. Yep, that was a great match. Yeah, and I don't like the way that um, what's going on with DMD and Thunder Rosa because uh, it's happening online and now it's they're making it part of the story, which I don't dig. But they have Thunder Rosa, they have Jade, they have Serena Deeb. There's no reason Serena Deeb shouldn't, you know, 
be a champion in that sense, but it's going to be. Who's she going to take the belt from? Because she's not beating Jade. And no, right, she, she, could, she could beat Dunder Rosa, and they could they can you know hot potato the belt back that way. But you know the women's division has taken a, a, a when 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 DMD is not on TV or in the ring, it's it's tough, man. Yeah, no, I <laughs> it's agree. Tough. I agree. I think DMD yeah. more important than Jin Jade. To be honest with you. Um, maybe, and, and you know what? The, you may be fifty percent. I mean, I may fifty percent agree with you on that. I mean, when Jade's on, I'm watching. When right. DMD's on, I don't really. I'm not as into it, but most people are. Most people are. And, and I, it feels and... more like it's it's not just the women's division. It feels like it's all of AEW is involved. Yep, that's true. So she's a big star. DMD I'm not into star. the whole karma. I think Stokely's being used wrong. He is. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is. He needs he needs a more he needs men. He needs more diverse group. He's a. Yeah, they're not using him right. Yeah. No, they're not. They, they who just said that? Who people online said that he should go to and be with Jade, and then that's exactly what they did. Put him with Jade. They didn't have to do that. No, I didn't think they, he should be with Jade. I didn't no, a lot of people on the internet said that. No, I agree. Uh, no, I heard you. I'm just saying, like, no, you're right. I don't, I don't know why. And I know sometimes Tony Khan listens to the internet. He says he does because he says I was a fan and I had ideas and some of them were good. So I know the fans have good ideas sometimes. No, it was that not wasn't right. one of them. He could have been with. Gosh, he could have taken over QT's group and made it bigger. He could have. Oh. He could have done something with the dark world. Like he helps people be even bigger. Like he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, uh, well, maybe the, the they brought the new girl in. So and, she's great. And maybe he, maybe maybe he's gonna just be with her and leave Jade alone, leave the baddies, and be her manager. You know, this, she never actually fired Smart Mark either. Like I don't get it. But. I don't get it either. It didn't. It didn't make a lot of sense. That whole. Um, Jade, the Athena, the Stokely, the Kiara Hogan, the Red yeah. Velvet, the, the, the Chris, it doesn't make any sense. No. No, no. right now. But, um, you know, swerving our glory. When, when's the, ta- the, the AEW Tag Team Championship? They defeated the Young Bucks and uh, Hobbs and, and, and Starks. And, Who, for um, some reason, JR always goes, Starks, Starks. Um, what's your thoughts on this? I thought Hobbs and Stark should have won. I thought, I so thought too. You do? It wasn't yeah. just me? Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs was like the star of the damn uh, match. Yeah, he was. He was. And, and they, there were, you talked earlier about moves that should be finishers. They did some things that should have been finishing. That should have been one, two, three. And it wasn't. And I read online that AEW, meaning Tony Khan, they really do like the whole Shaq Kobe dynamic of Swerve and Keith Lee, and they want to play on that more. Um, Keith Lee is is to to me he should be in the world championship picture, but Swerve is kind of like this untrustable element, and uh, so they're going to do some stuff with that. But after the match, did you read what uh, Keith Lee said on off the air? What he said. He talked about how, yeah, he almost died during the COVID, the height of the COVID epidemic, which I guess is not ending anytime soon. But his, he made a comment on Twitter about his brothers going through hard time. 
and I think they're his friends, not his biological brothers, but one of them stage four cancer, colon cancer or something, and he, he, they think he's going to get better. Another friend had another issue, and just it was um, he did this for them. It was very touching, but mm. yeah, I think Hobbs and Starks absolutely should have won. They could have been they could have been champions the way the Dream Team was champions in WrestleMania too, you know, and lost it to the Bulldogs, you know, like that. Sometimes you need those kinds of champions, you know, transitional champions. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I like the the spot when they was doing the the walking the the, the Undertaker oh, walking the ropes. That was that, awesome, yeah. right? That's that awesome. And Nick awesome Jackson is my man, you know. Him yeah. and Swerve and Nick could be a great team because I know um, Matt is injured, has an ankle injury. Swerve and Nick, those those two are like mirror images, but I love mm-hmm. Nick. I'm surprised. Are you shocked that the, the Young Bucks lost the belt so quickly? Yeah, I am. I don't know what they're. Yeah, I, I am. They look great with the belts. I, I felt good seeing them with the belts, and now they don't have them. And but they might win it back like, you know, Tony Khan, you know, the big the lifetime wrestling fan. This could be one of those where Swerve and Our Glory has the belts for like one week and then Swerve turns on Keith Lee and the Bucks win it back. You know, that could happen. But again, both are on the same mind. You know, Team Taz should have won that match. Right. Real quick, what's your uh, Rampage report? Okay, so yeah, here's here's some. I'm gonna. So with Rampage, okay, Dark Order, um, which is, you know, it was um, Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds against. Um, let me get this right: the Kings of the Black Throne, who are Brody Lee and Alistair Black or Malachi Black from the House of Black. They wrestled because. The Dark Order did not like how House of Black treated Adam Page, who's their friend, but he's not part of the Dark Order, right? So House of Black wins. By the way, you have to see this. Darby Allen makes an appearance. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but look it up online. It's out of nowhere. It was shocking. It was awesome. Tell us, tell us. You want me to ruin it for you? Yes, okay. tell us. So House of Black wins. They're walking back. Malachi's already up the ramp. Brody King's walking back. Or Brody Lee. Brody King. What, what, what's his name? I forgot. Brody, Brody, King. Brody King. Brody King. Out of nowhere, Darby Allen jumps from the sky onto Brody King. He was standing wow. in the shadows on the um, entrance, the on top of the entrance. It was out of nowhere. Jim Ross almost had a heart attack. <laughs> and then they're fighting, and then Sting and Malachi have a face-off. Oh, my God. This is going to be great. Yes, it oh, is. That's going to be awesome, baby. Oh, that's going to be Sting and Darby versus the Boston yes. Black. Oh, my God. That's going to be awesome. Unfortunately, I think oh we're going to Unless Darby joins the House of Black. Who knows? This could go in a lot of ways. Well, Sting so, could join House of Black, too. Oh, my God. I black and white, too. I didn't even think of that. You're right. They both could join. But ah, that's going to be awesome, man. So that was a huge, the fans were chanting, this is awesome. Okay. Um, then you had, um, you had, it was, uh, so, so um, Athena and um, Statlander fought those twin sisters. Uh-huh. Athena and Statlander wrestled like the Road Warriors. It was awesome. <laughs> 
they before the bell started, they were just going, they used a doomsday device type of move. But then um, Gray from the, who Stokely Carmichael wants on the team, Gray, I forgot her first name. Do you remember her first name is? Linda, Linda, Liza Gray or something like that? Something. She gets in there and starts fighting them. And then Jade and Jade comes out with Kira Hogan to help her. And um, Jade destroys them. It was kind of weird because they they got they beat them up. So then Jade ended up seeming to be okay with Gray. Okay. But Kira Hogan isn't. Yeah, yeah. And so and and you know, you had um Luchasaurus. No, that was from the week before, right? Luchasaurus. No, yeah. Luchasaurus fought Griff Garrison. Oh, that was from Monday, right? No, from Dynamite, right? Um, I, I think I'm losing track now. But yeah, I thought um, I thought Rampage was really good. The main event was... Um, do you remember what the main event was? Do you have it? Um, I, think, I think you said all the matches that was there, all three of them. Okay. So. Okay. But I, I'm just going to say the, the secondary feuds are weak. You know, yeah. the reasoning behind them is weak, right? Oh, no, the, the main event. Okay, this goes into the same argument. Andrade got Private Party to wrestle the Lucha Brothers because the Lucha Brothers are angry at Andrade and Roosh for taking their masks. So he's having oh, them for a Private Party. So they had this match. Private Party was excellent with their high-flying moves. Lucha Brothers win, but even though Roosh inter interferes on their behalf, they still lose. And there was a few mistakes with Penta. Um, but yeah, so like the secondary feuds, their their reasonings are kind of weak, right? What are they doing with Hangman? They put him back with the damn Dark Order? They, they never really had anything to closure with that. The Dark Order is... Yeah, he's going to have a six-man match at the um, at some event next. I think this Monday or Wednesday, he's going to team with them against the House of Black. It just doesn't make sense. And look, John Silver is very popular, but they need to write for him. They need to do things with him. Just having him walk around going, "I'm the Meat Man," her. That's not <laughs> enough, right? Nobody called him that except him. Nobody. They're all chanting Johnny Hungy. <laughs> Nobody's calling him. And so they need to write for if he'd be better off in WWE. I'm almost, you know, he won't make too short. He's too short. Yeah, they're having chasing the 24 7 champ against him. In a, yeah, you're should right. Be I, who should be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? He could be. <laughs> he could be. So the, the thing with Friday, I liked it, but the, the matches that they, the booking, the angles for the reason for the matches were just second. It's just so kind of weak. But Big yeah, Matt, House of Black and Sting. Yeah, that's going awesome. to be awesome. I have to ask you a question, big man. Who do you think going to win the G1 this year? I don't even, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore, but like I saw a press conference and Juice Robinson was standing up there. All of you, none of you are better than me. I'm the best. Right. Like nobody cares, man. I'm sorry. Did you read that somebody in like management said that um, New J from New Japan said that how bad the product is? Oh, really? They said the, the product he is bad? He said the Young Lion system is weak now. There's something going on. 
And Naito said, well, why are you blaming the wrestlers? You should blame yourself too. Like they're struggling in a way. I mean, you could tell because they're now doing all these events. Remember how exclusive they were? Mm-hmm. And now they do all these events and it's like, what's this thing with indie wrestling now? They now have like these names for events that are like movie titles, I guess. And now it's kind of weak, isn't it? It's not gotta, very. You know, I got to say this to you as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, it, it, it has fell down since AJ and Kenny Omega left. Yeah. Well, more or less AJ when the foreigners and Bullock at his height. And when they lose foreigners, the pandemic hurt them a lot. The foreigners helped New Japan out a lot. When Jericho's coming over there and the other, you know, he's going over there facing their top wrestlers. It's it, it, it's like us versus them. And um, it, it brings more to the product. And especially during Wrestle Kingdom time. Um, yeah. But um, it's the foreigners doesn't help anymore. AEW hurt them a lot. The formation of AEW hurt them a whole lot. AEW hurt a lot of hurt a lot of things. I know everyone talks about how great it is, but I saw the lineup for the Terminus Three. Oh, oh, and I'm so sorry, I forgot Jonathan Gresham. Oh, Jonathan Gresham wrestled um, Tiger Style guy, the guy who fought uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, uh, Mort- Moriarty, Lee Moriarty, Lee Moriarty, yeah. So Jonathan Gresham, it was a great match. Jonathan Gresham comes out with Tully Blanchard, of course. And I was so happy for Tully Blanchard. Jonathan Gresham legitimately, like, it looked like I was watching a real sporting event, going over to Tully, talking about what issues he's having, Tully kind of telling him what to do. You would have loved it because it, Tully is with somebody who knows how to work with Tully and make him look good and make each other look good. So that was awesome. Um, Lee Moriarty's, who was in his corner, was um, Matt Bourne. Air, Air, Airborne. What was what was his name? You talking about uh, <laughs> Matt? He's talking about Matt Bourne, not Matt Bourne. Not Evan Bourne. He's on Matt Seidel. Matt, Matt Seidel. And it was just kind of look. Matt Seidel in Ring of Honor was awesome. I loved his gimmick. He had like the third eye, and he'd always say, "Now you see what I'm saying." And I loved it. But they just have um but Stokely car Stokely went up to Stokely went up to um Lee Moriarty at the end and said, Here's my card. And um Seidel was like, No, 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 he's with me. Moriarty seemed interested. But um yeah, but I you know, the reason I bring that up is Terminus three, the uh, Jonathan Gresham promotion, their events are not I saw the lineup and it wasn't that great. And it's like, who can you get? Like who can you get who hasn't been jobbed out on AEW? multiple times who's a really good wrestler but if you're not signed with AEW and you're not signed with WWE and you're an independent guy if you have a name you might have been pinned a few times on AEW right yeah and that's what happened with the um the the authors of pain their pay-per-view it didn't it it got canceled oh my gosh that 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 debacle right that paper and and I'll just say like also with New Japan, some of those guys who are in all the main events now, well, when we were watching with AJ and all that, we saw them get time, you know? So some of them I'm not that into, you know? I don't know. The guys that can run another promotion, like the Gabe Sapolsky, the Paul Hamas, the, the Jeff Jarrett, no, a lot of people are not going to be happy about that. Jeff Jarrett, those yeah. guys are working for WWE now. 
So yeah. it's hard. And it, and I don't know about the new promoters. The new promoters is Tony Khan. He's doing an admirable job, right? He's not perfect, but he's doing an admirable job. Oh, but yeah. everyone, but everyone else that can run a promotion, the Jerry Lawlers, they, they all work for WWE. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, no. I th- I'd say if I had to start, if you know, the person who I would hire is the Booker. Everything would be Jerry the King Lawler, and mm. um, people have said that he's the one person that if Tony Khan hired would make Vince McMahon take even more notice. But I think um, if you were starting a promotion, who could you even have now? That has legitimacy that hasn't been beaten all the time, you know. It's gonna be tough. You gotta. It's it's tough to find you know wrestlers out here. I mean, they all. Um, there's really no. I mean, the free agents are probably the EC3 guys. You know, the control yeah, your own narrative. Those guys. Thing when they're not yeah, working. But, for- you yeah, know, but I don't know. You have to I find. Mean, you know what? Maybe it's scouting because who I didn't know. I didn't know who Joe Doring was before he showed up in Impact. He's a monster, and he's a great wrestler. And I never heard of him. And he was from in Japan, so maybe that's the route. Maybe I don't know. It's that's a good question, Big Man. I don't it's know. almost like remember Pro Wrestling Illustrated back in the day. They'd show all the promotions, and you'd see George South was the world champion of like ten of them that you never heard of. Right. Or the Italian Stallion was the undefeated champion of this little company. The Italian Stallion. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. That's what yeah. they made Takeshka into the Italian Stallion. They have, and, and I think the mistake that they make in AEW is, I know you have they have long-term booking plans, and Tony Khan's a genius. and all the, Jer- Jericho said Tony Khan knows more about wrestling history than he ever knew. He, he can name dates and like, the way you do. He can go all the way back. And I'm just saying when you're dealing with wrestlers who won, some of your highest paid guys can choose to retire tomorrow. They might have had it, their injuries, this or that. And then you have guys like you mentioned, Max Caster's 30 something years old. And then you have Takeshka who's young, but he's been wrestling for 10 years. You strike while the iron's hot. They got they got Malachi Black. They got they got Pentagon, they got Roosh, they got Andrade. All these guys is is, is just float, floating around. Yeah. Brian and Pillman think, Jr., where's he at? Oh, I know. He's gifted. Brian Pillman Jr., he he like he was, I think you mentioned it. He would have been the perfect choice for the combat club. You yep. know, them taking him in. And it's just one of those things like you can't count on them all to still be here. And you could say, Oh, I'm I'm investing in like Wheeler Yuta. What if Wheeler Yuta wants to leave when his contract's up? What if he believes the hype and says, oh, I'm going here or I'm going there? Well, nobody's signing him. He's not going. He's, he, he, <laughs> Look, mean, maybe you're uh, the only one that doesn't see it. I don't well, know. Maybe don't you know. don't see it. Either. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I definitely don't see it. I definitely see it. I, I think Brian Pillman Jr., if he was to go to WWE, he's a WWE wrestler too. He, he is. Can, with, with a good, with a good, if they give him his father loose cannon gimmick, and just change him up a little bit, you know. He could be Shawn Michaels if you put him in the air ring and give him a yeah. manager. He yes. could be that. He can do that. Right. You know. You are correct. Oh, and by the way, the the Ass Boys and Billy Gunn had a face off with um with the acclaimed on mm-hmm. Rampage, and the acclaimed came down to the ring and Daddy Ass, he calls himself. Um, he said, "Look." I love you both, but these are my kids, and let's just one more time do the scissor thing. But they super kicked him, and 
man, it was hot. The crowd was into it. I'm going to tell you, um, Billy Gunn's little, his older son, who's the little one, mm-hmm. is that Colton maybe? Yeah. Um, man, he is like an old time Memphis heel. Like, <laughs> Eddie, like Doug Gilbert type, like Billy Joe Travis type. Oh, man. no. Yeah, he's he's good. I, I like him. I know he had some issues with Twitter in the past, but I, I like him. But the fans were hot for it. I, they, hot. They worked. It worked. It worked. They, they got them with the acclaim. The acclaim gave them the rub. And now, look, they, they, that, was right. a, that was a hot act. And they broke him up too soon. But, but I think where they're going to go is the acclaim is going to get jobbed out to them. Oh, I'm afraid you might be That's right. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And just seeing Private Party, how good they were, and for what they do, it's well, just terrible. Well, they got rid of them. They got the Hardy Boys now, and they got Swerving Glory. So they said, you know what? We're we replacing you guys. That's what they did. You're right. Yeah. You're right. What was the match of the week for you? Uh, I'm going to say it. My match of the week was decided on Monday. It was Carmella and Bianca Belair. The psychology you know is great. Go ahead. Okay. The psychology No, no. Guy. You got to say what... I want no, I want to say you were right. I mean, you were right. Yeah, no, my match will be come from Monday too. I thought you were going to say, you know what? You're right. That's the match of the week for I, That wasn't my match of the week. My match of the week was uh from the same show was Bobby Lashley and Brutal versus the um Seth and and Theory. I thought that match oh, was yeah. that, that match had me on the edge of my seat to be honest with yeah. you and had great all all workers, all superstars in the ring. Um and it was is something like you always say, you like to see people put tag teams yes. being put together, right? Yes. And these jobs would be put together. And, and and before the match, I forgot to mention this earlier, Seth Rollins, um Seth Rollins doing a promo and then Theory said, you know what? You had you did the biggest heist in money in the bank history when you beat Rock, Rock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I'm gonna get some toolage for you. And he said, I grabbed him. Come you come to the right place. I love it. I absolutely love Seth Rollins. I love all of that. Um, yeah, no, that was a great match. And and also almost my first pick, but I'm going with the Carmella match, was um, Impact Wrestling. They had Honor No More against um, the Bullet Club. And it was a four-on-four match. It was excellent. I had Because I really had no idea who was going to win. And Honor No More won. And it could have gone either way. But it was an excellent match. Everybody was outstanding in that. It's interesting, though. Uh, sometimes, you know, Impact, I think they have a problem when they have too many really good wrestlers because you have Moose, Walking Weapon, who's the champion. And don't say Walking it. Weapon! Oh, I hope that guy's okay. I haven't heard him in a while. <laughs> but you have Walking Weapon's the champion, but then you have Moose, Sammy Callahan's back. They're building up Doring again. Well, maybe for the first time. Um, you do have... Um, no, Switchblade said he's not going back. But you have, you know, Eddie Edwards. And then you could say, oh, well, maybe if they're not world champion, they can be T- um, X Division champion. No, because they're putting a lot in speedball, Mike Bailey. Um, so it's it's interesting. They have maybe too many guys because I, I think we both agree. You can't have Moose not do anything. and You can't have him lose in a meaningless right. feud. You know? What about Morrissey? He's not resigning with them. So where are you going? WWF? I mean, WWE? I, said WWF. I don't know. That's a good question. I know they AEW because he better stay far away from them. Why? Because they go going to job him out. 
Yeah, probably. Oh, they, they did, right? Yes, they did yeah. already. Who were they going to have instead? I forgot. He took up that. He got jobbed out because somebody else was. Oh, I think it was. Was it going to be Braun Strowman or somebody? Somebody was supposed to show up and lose to Wardlow, and he was like, "Yeah, no thanks." <laughs> I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him either. I don't blame him either. Morrissey is—he's got his head on. He's special. They need to do. It and was carrying cross. Yes, thank you. It was carrying cross. It was carrying cross. He was supposed to be the guy on AEW to, to lose to Wardlow. That was a good yes. move by carrying cross. I don't yeah, know. I was stay far away. That was a good move. I would too, and I'll say the most underutilized talent in 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 one of the most underutilized to me is Tennille Dashwood, who oh, okay. you've always spoken highly of when she was in NXT. But uh, Emma, yeah, 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 man. I mean, they they, they I remember they called Emmalina, Emmalina coming. <laughs> I was I yeah. I've been looking back at it because Stephen Regal said in a, in his podcast, everyone talks about the four horsewomen, but he was at NXT. He was there, and he said the women's movement began with Emma, and I forgot whom else. Um, someone Emma wrestled, and they had the best matches, and that's what got the fans. Page, talking. that page, Page, and Emma. yes. And he says they don't get the credit. Everyone talks about the four horsewomen, but it was Emma and Page. That's true. That's, that's you know that was true, and so was Bo Dallas and Adrian Neville. I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> well, some great matches too. I believe you're right. Nobody you're said right. nothing about that, right? No, you're right. Because they bowled out that stupid gimmick. You got to believe it could have made him a serious. It could have made him a serious character, and uh, he would have been. He could have. He could have been something. But uh, I mean, the name was stupid. He lost me at the name. They gave him the name. <laughs> yeah. They come up they with stupid name. names all the time. I mean, it's a stupid name, but hey, like. Uh, what's it? Mantor, Mantor. Remember, Man yeah. Mountain Rocks. That guy, look, Max Payne, was an incredible wrestler when he was in WCW. Signs with WWE, they call him Man Mountain Rock. I don't know what to do with that. Bastion Booger. <laughs> that was uh, who was Bastion Booger? That was uh, um, uh, what's his name from um. Uh, uh, was that Norman the Lunatic? Yep, no, that's right. Who became one of my favorite character changes when Norman? The, I love when Norman the Lunatic first came out and Teddy Long was his manager and he was on the the gurney and he was strapped down with the medics from the psych ward and and Teddy Long had the key. And his first feud was with Brian Pillman, and then when he went to <laughs> Global, he be, he converted, he changed, he was Muck and Singh from Pakistan, yeah, <laughs> Karachi. Right. Yeah. He wasn't the best um, turn um, from uh, the other one was P.Y. Chuhai. <laughs> Phil Hickerson, big fat Phil Hickerson. That was great. That was a great moment when Phil Hickerson yeah. is wrestling and, and the announcer is like, and the man from the East, P.Y. Chuhai with his martial arts and Jerry Lawler comes out. Uh, Michael St. John, are you okay? He's like, yeah, King. It's because you keep calling him P.Y. Chuhai when we all know that's big fat Phil Hickerson. And then Hickerson comes out of the ring and he's like, oh, you're going to tell my real name? Are oh, you just revealing everything? How would you like it? He's like, you're, you're revealing everything. How would you, you're exposing everything. How would you like it if I told these people that you're not a king? And then she goes, is that, is that your big revelation that I'm not really a king? <laughs> it was just 
That was great. That's some good stuff. I love the way they say P.Y. Chuhai. By the way, <laughs> Michael St. John, who's on the Randy Hills podcast, said that that whole thing was Jerry the King Lawler's idea spontaneously. Oh, wow. Yeah. He decided to come out and just say, forget this P.Y. Chuhai thing and did that. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you didn't say your show of the week. Oh, my show of the week this week was... To be honest with you, it was Monday Night Raw. It was good, man. It was good. Austin Theory, he's a spark plug. You know, he's. I, I'd say match show of the week for me was Rampage, just for the sting and and the Darby oh, Allen jumping yeah. out of okay. nowhere was awesome. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna watch that as soon as I get off this and watch that because I, I I'm I'm the potential for that few would be awesome. Yeah, that's gonna oh, be like Miro, Miro did a promo where he's like, "God, when Alistair, when Malachi Black spit that stuff in my face, it changed me. Do you want me to destroy them, or do you want me to join them?" So I don't know. Oh, gonna, yeah. oh, well, it's getting interesting. Yeah, this is almost like when the, when the Road Warriors was gonna face off against um, Sting and Dusty Rhodes. That was like amazing at that during oh that time. That Remember was that? Brilliant. Yes. Oh, and by the way, Julia Hart, her um. Her eyes are better now. So there you go. Okay, great. All right, big man. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you. The pleasure was mine. And I hope everyone stays safe from everything. Monkeypox. That's so right. Everything. COVID. Whatever. Wait a minute. Did you see um Baron Corbin arm? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? I have no idea. I have no idea, man. He said it was monkey. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. I hope not, man. Well, anyway, we'll see. I'm going to do some more digging on that. This has been the State of Wrestling and the Power Drive Report. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.